Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this message. So I thought about it. It's the beginning of a new year. Like we can literally say Happy New Year to Church 360, right? Happy New Year to Church 360. It's the beginning of a new year. And as I was meditating and God was saying, Ega 2.9, the glory of this later house. You know, like when you're just convinced, I was just convinced that it's like we're just starting. Like we're just, I want you to be excited with me. You're just starting. And don't, don't do excitement that like just Sunday or by tomorrow you are forgetting. You are, no, no, no. It's excitement that we're just starting. We're just starting and God is set to do great and mighty things through us. I was telling the leaders yesterday, I'm excited about the next decade in 316. I'll be, I might not be your pastor, but I'm excited about it. I'll come like Sister show and come celebrate the next 20 years, 20 years anniversary. But I'm excited. God bless you. I just said amen for me. The rest of you that not say amen, God is watching you. But I'm excited that I will come and I'll sit down and one of you will be spitting fire. Higher. Oh my. I'm excited. I'm excited that I will come and sit down and somebody would say, I was walking on the road. I saw a madman. I laid hand on him and insanity left him. I'm excited about the possibilities. I'm excited that I will come and visit you one day and someone will say choir was ministering and I came in dumb and suddenly I can hear what special is singing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited that RGK will be ministering one day and someone that they brought in in a wheelchair will jump up and say I can dance like David danced. I'm not going to end and dancing. I'm going to run. I'm excited. I'm excited about the possibilities that God can birth in this house because the Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask, think or imagine. So if my man can already imagine this, God can exceed it. I'm excited. I'm excited about the possibilities of this house because it's the same God. Same God that the shadow of Peter can heal. Same God. Same God that handkerchief from the body of Peter can heal. Same God. Same God that a dead man can chop on the bones of Elisha and jump up. Same God. Same God. Same God. Same God that the river can decide to flee before the children of Israel. Same God. No one has seen the bottom of the dead sea before until God says see. But she had no choice but to hearken to the voice of the word. Same God. I'm excited at the possibilities of this house. I'm excited that the next time we will gather for 20 years anniversary, we will have pastors coming out of this church from all over the world. Saying, I just flew in from Ireland just to celebrate with 316. I was here at 13 year anniversary and I just flew in. You know, I just got back. I just got back to celebrate with you 20 years because I remember that this is where God brought me from. I'm excited that somebody will come back from Switzerland, Spain, US. Listen to me. I am not preaching you happy. I am not preaching you happy. I am not saying this because your ears are itchy and you want to hear it. I am saying this because these are the possibilities in God. And trust me, this is not in my notes. These are the possibilities in God. But will you partner with him? There is so much that God wants to do with us in the next decade. And he sent me to ask you, will you be my hand? Will you be my mouthpiece? Will you be my hand? Will you be my eyes? Will you be my leg? It's the year of the Holy Ghost. God is spirit. His spirit needs a body to manifest. Will you be that body? 
trust me, the power of one man in this house saying, God, I will partner with you. The Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of one man, one man, not two. So trust me, I am not waiting for two people. I'm waiting for just one person to say, I'm ready to partner with God for the next decade. For the possibilities that are in God. Listen to me, you don't need history. Nobody in your family needs to have done it before. The kind of testimonies that God wants to run through us, even Pastor Bissell, you need not to have done it. That's why when Jesus was going to go, he said, I have become your standard. How? He says, greater works than I have done. So anything that Jesus has done is not what we attain to. It's our minimum. So think about every single thing you have read in scriptures. It's your minimum. Tell your neighbor it's your minimum. Because he said greater. He didn't say the same thing. The problem with Christ, with Christianity is we want to do the same thing. He didn't say the same. He didn't say less. He said greater works. Greater works than this you will do. But you have to be willing to partner with God. Please open your Bible with me to 2 Timothy 4. 1 Timothy 4. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 4, I'm going to read verses 13. One second, let me just open my Bible. Let's do it. Verse 12. Let's back up to 12. I'm going to read the message translations. It says, get the word out. Teach all these things. And don't let anyone put you down because you are young. I know you are young. And we all look to the fathers of faith. But God is raising up a generation of young radical people that will be crazy about these possibilities in God. That's what I've been waiting for. Someone that will partner with God in this season. I'm not saying disregard the fathers of faith. I'm saying everything they have done is not our template, it's our starting point. Hebrews 12 says, and we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. They've done their own part. Help me ask your neighbor, it's time to do yours. And this power is beyond me getting, I got a car. We celebrate your car, but there is more. Help me tell your neighbor, baby, there is more. We celebrate your visa to Jackpot, but come on now, there is more. You know, the first time I traveled out of Nigeria and I saw somebody homeless on the street of America, it was like culture shock. Because I've never seen a homeless person in a movie before. It looks like all of them are always bawling. So when I saw a homeless man and my cousin said, let's give him $5. You need $5? I thought it's only Nigeria that needs $5. There is more. So let no man despise your youth. It's never been done before. I want you to be, to be so crazy and say, it's going to be done by me. That one person that would say, as a matter of fact, you get excited when they say they cannot happen. Me, when you say it's impossible, I get excited. Because if it's possible, I don't need God. I can do it myself. When it's impossible, then I step back. And that's when I relax, actually. That's when I begin to have a good time. Because when it's impossible with man, Scripture says that with man, it might be 
possible. But thanks be to God that you and I are in partnership with the God with whom nothing is impossible. Bible says that and God has given Jesus a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name Jesus, every, 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 not some, not some, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess the name Jesus. And you and I have access to that name. The question is, what are we doing with it? Are we going to be so discontented with the status quo? Discontented with the same things we have been celebrating about the last 13 years. And saying, God, there is more in you. And I'm going to press in for that more. I'm excited Edek has healed. It's time for cancer to heal. I'm excited that even cancer has healed. It's time for a dead person to rise up. I'm excited. I'm excited that I will get to that point. I don't have to lay hand. They will look for my shadow. I've seen the template in scriptures. And if I can see it in scriptures, God can do more. Because it is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. There is more. But the more is available to people that will press in with God. That's why Paul will say, I labor more than you all. He says, but yet no I. There is God in me. And it's that God. I walk in partnership with him. And because I'm so conscious and aligned in that partnership, that's why you see the miracles that you see. I'm not saying it's going to happen in your power. Your superpower is your alignment with God. Your alignment with God. Let's go back. Let's go back to 1 Timothy 14. It says, don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life. This is the time to teach believers with your life. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's time to teach believers with your life. The world is crazy enough. You can't be crazy too. And whether you like it or not, the world is looking for superior power. And so if they search you and they cannot find superior in you, they'll pull you down to their level. But the beautiful thing is that you already have this power. I think I've shared it here before. I remember reading the story of, um, I think it was Ora Roberts that went to visit one of his church members. And the guy was like, oh, we didn't come to church. And the pastor was like, why didn't you come to church? He said, oh, we're so broke. We don't have money. And Ora Roberts was like, wow. And right Behind the sofa, there's a framed up $100 bill. And he said, he sat on the chair and he was wondering, you are hungry, you don't, have you don't have money to come to church, yet you frame $100 bill. So he asked the guy, the guy said, oh, somebody gave us the frame. Wow. You know some of us, that's how we have framed the Holy Spirit. He's the third person of the Trinity. So we have put him in a class of his own. Yet, like Pastor has been teaching us, it's supposed to be a joint life. It's supposed to be a shared life. Your everyday living, breathing life, partnership with him. That's where the power is. It says, teach every believer with your life, by your word. This is not the time to chat. You know, somebody was asking me about scriptures where it says that do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And it's interesting that the preceding verses to do not grieve the Holy Spirit speaks about the things that you say. The things that you say. When you enter a gathering and they have been saying nonsense, if they continue their nonsense, there's a problem. 
You, you know it's beautiful. No matter how congee catch you now in this church, you can't off pant. There's just the atmosphere is not right for it. Even if they drug you up, you will, you will hold yourself and say, let me just get home first. How did you have that restraint? When you enter a place, the atmosphere should shift. Why? God has stepped in. Because you carry him on your inside. But if you enter and everything is kisera, sera, the same, the same, there's a problem. You don't know who you carry. You know the beautiful thing, Pastor will enter here now. He will just come straight to the front. Even me, I'm bleeding with catch my Because he knows who he is. Somebody else will enter and be doing like this. this that person also knows who they are. It's just that the words they place on themselves is different. So he will enter and even just touch him from my chair in case he wants to join both of them. Me, I will not even see that. I will just be standing perpetually. Maybe somebody else cannot even, I even trust, before they come, protocol just went. Perception of their value. Another thing is, someone else can come in, have no value, and then walk like this. Protocol will think twice. Like, Abby, bless you not be looking at my eye. She make a block, Abby. Protocol is confused. Because the way the person carries, you're like, ah, my logic, my assistant, Pastor Taiwo, that is unseen. Perception of who you are, of what you carry, changes the atmosphere. Let's come back to scriptures. By your word, by your demeanor, by love. We spoke about love last week. By faith, by integrity. We will not be that crop of young people that they will say have no integrity. When they are looking for people to, to work with as staff, or to people to partner with, they will say, go to 316. So you, you want someone trustworthy to hand your business to, go to 316. You will find them there. That will be the testimony of this house. In the name of Jesus. By your integrity. So it says, how do you do this? It says, stay at your post, reading scripture, giving counsel and teaching. And that special gift of ministry you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed, keep that dusted off and in use. Keep that, let me tell your neighbor, keep that dusted off. You see, some of our giftings, Otini cobwebs, you have ceased to prophesy for so long, Otini cobwebs. No one cobwebs enter something. You have been so scared of sharing the dreams that God has shown you. Otini cobwebs. You are so scared of the more that God wants to take you into. You are beginning to retrogress. It says, dust it off. This is the year to say, ah. They say you can prophesy. God, I'm the one. I'm the number one. So when you come, you, you come ready to prophesy. They say, God, if I sing, you can heal. You come with this stage and you will tell yourself, any headache that enter, because you are not going back the same. You do everything that you do with that conviction that I carry God on my inside. Therefore, there must be a turnaround. And as you get convicted, what happens? You begin to see the turnaround. But if you don't want it, you don't get it. That's what Paul was writing to Timothy. 
And it's beautiful because Timothy is a youth like you and I. So he says, dust it off. Maybe the reason you hung that talent was because you prophesied no apple. I mean, you prayed for someone and the headache did not go. You are better. There is someone that prayed for someone in the Bible. The demon came, beat him, tore his cloth. At least they didn't tear your clothes. It means you carry something that you prayed and the demon just respects you. You know, go, boy, child, leave you, leave me. That's the step. At least they recognize you. Because you say, Paul, I know, Peter, I know. You, I don't know, beat the person, tore his clothes. You have no naked. You are okay. So the next one that comes, pray again. Until one day the demon will say, whether willingly or forcefully. You know, I love the, the drama that they did um, during the week. They put on social media. When you want to come and take a strong man's house, you will find him. I love the different person. Nazario beg, you know, work. Because me is a hard man. <laughs> Shegu tried to use force, you know, work. Nazario beg, you know, work. Even woman. Maybe should I use no, yeah, maybe that would have opened the door. I'm not sure. <laughs> because faith did not work. The point I'm saying is, it didn't work. But they tried. Now the thing is, they were not persistent. They came once, and none of them ever came back. You see, one strong power that the devil has, the devil is persistent and is patient. Very. Two attributes that Christians don't have. We are a really sharp, sharp. I just lay and if you don't fall into, well, well next person. <laughs> And that's why James said, it's the effectual fervent. You will keep at it. Say, if one person will move, mountain is you. That's why when they were going to fold the wall of Jericho down, if they have folded it once, or if it fell one walking, they will feel like they have arrived. Say, ah, we just did like this. Wall just came down. When you walk around something seven times, you must have patience. Because remember that as they were walking, they were jeering. Toby, you know, walk, you know, walk. We are still standing. We are higher than you. Some of them will even throw stone, throw nylon. And they were walking with perseverance, knowing that the race is not to the swiftest. This mountain will move. I will keep at it. As long as God has told me to, I will keep at it. And they kept walking and walking. Why am I saying this? This is not the season to give up. This is the season to keep praying. You pray for that person in headache. With headache, you not go. You pray for another one. You keep walking and walking until the last day. Those that were laughing at them began to be those that were being laughed at. This is the era where God wants to show off his children if you're willing to partner with him. But you have need of perseverance. Hebrews 13 says, you have need of faith that who by faith and endurance or patience obtained the promise. You've been given a measure of faith. You have need of endurance and patience that you may obtain the promise. 15. It says, cultivate this. Immerse yourself in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear will experience salvation. Both you and those who hear will experience salvation. I'm going to round off with 
Let's go to our theme scripture for church 316, and then we'll do Matthew 13, Matthew 15, and we'll round off. Help me nod your neighbor and say there is more that God wants to do through you. Will you be willing to partner with him? So we know that as youth, let no one despise the possibilities that God can achieve through us. So what do we stand for as church 316 as we enter into this new year? We'll open our Bibles to Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, the message translation. It says, here is what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. I am so convinced that someone's everyday, ordinary life is about to be a bout of supernatural occurrences. It will just be every day, but every day will not be miracles, one on the heel of the other. Every day will not be supernatural happenings, one on the heel of the other, because you are now aware that you are not alone. I remember reading a story by Kenneth Egan, and he said he was going to the airport one day, and he entered a car. And as he entered the cab, the driver jumped out of the cab, knelt down and started to confess his sin. And he said, he didn't preach. The man didn't even know he was a pastor. And he was like, what's the problem? The man said, I can see God in your face. I pray that someone that has that gets it. He didn't minister to the person. The person did not even know that he was ordained, but he saw God in him. God wants to reflect his glory on you so that your everyday occurrences becomes an avenue for his glory to be seen. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping. You will not sleep the sleep of death this new season. When you sleep in the midnight season, God will refuse secrets to you. You're sleeping. You're eating. You're going to walk. Understanding that even your walk has become ministry. You know, I, I, I saw a clip this week and I was really excited. It was Pastor Blessing that said it. She said, I am not a Christian doing business. Or I'm not a business person that is a Christian. She said, I am a Christian that is assigned to business. The kind of exploit that you wrought with that understanding is different. When you see your business, your career, you see it as ministry. The kind of work that you do, the kind of innovations that come out of your mind is different. See your everyday life. See your every work experience. It says you're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. You know what God does to offerings? He inhabits it and that's why they burn off. When God takes a seat in an offering, hey God, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without thinking. This is the time to be disruptors. This is the time to be godly rebels. I'm not saying when they say, go on the straight line, you now say, you shall want to go backward. No, 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 no. I'm saying if everybody is going here and God says go here, you will be audacious enough to go against the norm. 
You're not even alone, by the way, when you go against the norm. Because one with God is in the majority. That's what Elijah said. The servant said, ah, my Lord, see the army. Now I said, ah, ah, you are blind. He said, God, he didn't even say, God, give him power. He said, God, open his eyes. When the man saw the chariots that surrounded the army that surrounded them. You see, there is a peace that comes with that understanding that you are not alone. I heard someone talk about, uh, okay, no, it was Bishop Oyedeko that said he went to minister in one African country and after the miracles, when they got back into the room, someone came and said, ah, Papa, we have to pray. The kind of miracles that we did today, we need to be very alert. Papa said, everybody go and sleep. Don't sleep. Let me tell your neighbor, wake up, wake up. He said, Papa said, everybody go and sleep. He said, ah. He said, yes, it's not the devil that determines our timetable to pray. We don't pray when the devil wants. We already prayed up. Let him come and try. The fact that you see a candle and you put your hand, it's not when you put your hand that the candle suddenly says, I want to burn somebody. The candle is already burning. Your experience is when you tried it. So you are already on fire for God. Let the devil come and put his hand inside fire now. Let's see who gets burnt. When you take your everyday life, that's what it is. You are already on fire. You're not bothered about the devil because let them try. You know, I like Yoruba. Yoruba will say, don't worry, your care. I don't know the translation. It just sweets. But I know the don't open. Don't mean try it. That's okay. Squirrel, Abby. Uh, squirrel. What does that mean? Don't open the mother of squirrel. <laughs> you get it. Oh, taste and see. Let's use the normal English Bible. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to his level of maturity, God brings the best out of you, developing well-formed maturity within you. Why does God want you to develop well-formed maturity? Please open your Bibles with me to Matthew 5, verses 13. Let's just do this quick. Let's run this quick now. I'll just take two more scriptures and we will run this. Matthew, Matthew 5, verse 14. Okay, let me continue my message. It says, let me tell you why you are here. Why do you develop wealth for maturity? Why? Why? It says, and this is the word of Jesus. It says you are here to be salt. Tell your neighbor you are here to be salt. You see, the, the hmm, salt determines the taste of the food that you put it in. The food that you put it in does not change the nature of the salt. If you want to show yourself, just, uh, Stasher is my witness. One day I was frying egg. That's how I was frying the ego. It's not my house, so I don't know the container. See that she's laughing. I don't know the container. So as I carry the container of the egg, two egg, and I'll do like this, that. I thought it was those one that have covered, like to just sprinkle. I was feeling like, you know those chefs that do like this? So, and I'll do my hand like those chefs. That thing just do, wah. Everybody just like, ha. So I carried the egg, went to the sink, I tried because money must not waste. After all, one egg is 100 naira now. So I screamed, and everybody was just pitying me. I said, my money must not waste. <laughs> That's the end. Plus, I'm not in my house. I don't have extra eggs. So this egg, we eat it. Well, 
Ladies and gentlemen, she didn't ask me how was the taste, and I'm not going to tell you how was the taste, but I ate my egg because money must not waste. I said that to say, the egg did not influence the salt. The salt changed the taste of the egg. And that's why Jesus did not say you are food. He says you are salt. Nobody is supposed to change your taste. You are salt. Seasoning and bringing out God's flavor of this earth. God's flavor of this earth. If you lose your, salt, your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You see, the truth is, why your life and this decade is so important is that some people are waiting for you to finish your race so that they can start theirs. If Pastor Taiwo was never called, maybe I won't be here today. Maybe I won't be your pastor. You would never have known me. But the fact that he took hold of the call of God upon his life gave credibility to my call. The fact that I'm doing this is going to give credibility to one of you's call. I know the ones that are laughing, they don't want to be pastor, but oh my catch and last last. And the fact that you take up your own purpose gives credibility to another person. So when you refuse purpose, you don't, receive, you don't refuse just yourself. You refuse generation after you. Will you be so cruel to stop generations after you? Because your life is more than just you. It says, okay, I'm happy. God bless you. When you take up your part as being a salt, when salt enters food, onion can shine. When salt enters food, the garlic inside can shine. When salt enters food, other things can shine. What am I saying? As you take up your calling, other nations can shine. Will you refuse them shining because you are too scared? Or because it has never been done in your family before? Will you refuse nations that are tied to you? Paul answered his call. We have three quarters of the New Testament. What if Paul was never Paul? My time is, oh my God. Go and read your Bible when you get to write all these scriptures down. Matthew 5, 13. Let's quickly finish. It says that, how will people taste godliness? You have lost your youth. Your youth. Ah, read it in message. It says that if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You have lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. That will not be your testimony in Jesus' name. You know the thing about garbage? Pastor Yuda says it this way, God will promote you to being irrelevant. You know what he did for Saul? Saul, you have lost your saltiness. I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to raise up David in your stead. I pray over you this morning. Nobody will take your place in the name of Jesus. You will fulfill the assignment of God for your life in the name of Jesus. Don't lose your saltiness. 14 says, here's another way to put it. You are here to be light. I was reading it in New King James. It says, you are the light of God, the world. Not you have. What you have can be taken away. What you are can never be taken away from you. It says, you are. You are. You are the light of the world. Let me tell your neighbor, you are. Not you have. You are. Understand who you are. It says, we have another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out God's colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. 
Youth, God is not a secret to be kept. I don't want to be uncool, so I don't want people to know I'm a Christian. No, 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 baby, that's not how it works. God is not a secret to be kept. You go to that workplace and you flaunt your Christianity. I was doing a project for someone um, yesterday and I was, we were in a meeting. And because we couldn't round up, he said, um, if you're going to work or you're going to church tomorrow or party tomorrow, you need to cancel it. And I had a good laugh. After I had a good laugh, I didn't see anything in the meeting because it's a professional meeting. So I just laughed. He looked at my face and I didn't see anything. After the meeting, he sent a WhatsApp. I'm sorry. We will catch up on Monday. I'm like, better. I never, I never hid what I am. I am first and foremost a child of God. Any job that cannot align to it can go. When you change who you are to get a job, that job will leave you one day. And you will be left grappling with identity crisis. So let them know on the job. Change a zero. No, sir. I am a Christian first. Because heaven and earth will pass away. Job will pass away. My time is up. I guess we'll continue another Sunday. Let's just finish reading the scriptures. God is not a secret to be kept. Relationships, God is not a secret to be kept. If I tell him I'm a Christian, I will not be cool. God is not a secret to be kept. If I tell her I don't sleep with someone before we get married, she will leave me. God is not a secret to be kept. Help me tell your neighbor, God is not a secret to be kept. When you are in a relationship, you let them know what you stand for. I love you. I love your six packs. I love your eight figure. But baby, we're waiting till Friday night. God is not a secret to be kept. His standards are sure. It says you are go we are going public with this. Tell your neighbor this new decade, we are going public with Jesus. We are going public with this. As public as the city on a hill. If I make you light bearer, do you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket? So people are chasing fame and publicity. You chase Jesus. Will he hide you under a bucket? He says, don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I am putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, help me shout to your neighbor so that he hears it. What does it say you should do? I want you to shout that your neighbor will jump out of his seat. What does it tell you to do? Tell your neighbor this is the season two. As we enter into a new year in chapter 316, this is the season two. In your relationships, you... On your jobs, you. In your family, you. In your business, you. In your friendships, you. Everywhere you go, you. This is the season to shine. I will wrap up with this scripture. Why is this the season to shine? The final scriptures, Philippians 2. Um, I will beseech you to please go read it at home. But I just don't want to leave it hanging. Philippians 2 verse 5. Why do you shine? What's the mindset to guide this shining? Because trust me, 
There is nothing that will hinder your shining in this new season. In the name of Jesus. But what mindset guides this shining? Philippians 2 verse 5. Please read Matthew. Read Philippians when you get home. Because I'm just going to scream through. Philippians 2 verse 5 says, Think of yourself the way Jesus, Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God. Do you know why I'm saying this? The things that God, you know we were singing, we we're going to sing it again. Oil on my head, something in my hand, increase on my hand, speed on my, you see the kind of, those things are not ordinary words. You are prophesying, but when you begin to manifest them, you need to have this at the back of your mind. The same mind that was in Christ Jesus. So that you don't think that you have arrived. You are better than sliced bread. He says, think of yourself the way Jesus Christ thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of the status. I was telling someone last week, the anointing attracts. He was telling me, ah, it's like, you have like 10 people around. I say, it's anointing. When the anointing begins to attract, you realize that it's the anointing. Nobody you find like that. He says he had to cling, that he had to cling to the advantages of the status. When you understand that these are pecks of the status, money will not control you because you understand that it's a peck. That's why you hear someone like Pastor Taiwo says, I don't need a jet, but if I need it for assignment, because you understand that it's only assignment based. The advantages that we pursue are advantages. And when we, when we understand their position, we will not abuse them. Then we can fully manifest as light. It says he had to cling to the advantage of the status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. With an incredibly humbling, it was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him up and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever so that all things, all created beings in heaven and on earth even those long dead and buried will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glory, to the glorious honor of our Lord Jesus. So as you begin to shine, you have the mind that Christ ha had. Did not call it injustice to be equal with God, but he took on the form. Whatever form, that's why Paul will say, and I become all things to all men because he knows that at the end of the day the purpose of this shining in this new season is one Jesus revealed Jesus glorified you take anything away from that it's not Jesus the things that God will be doing through your hands this season he has just two purposes Jesus revealed Jesus glorified if there is anything self gratification it's not Jesus when we keep this at the fore of our mind, we will see that we are entering into this new season. That it will be like, have I been living before? The kind of things that God will begin to do through you are like, what have I been doing before? 
Father, we thank you. Remind your neighbor again one more time. This is our season to shine. But let's bow our heads. And saying, God, we are ready to partner with you. And we are ready for the things that you are yet and you want to do with us in this season. But the only people that can shine and can do all these things are those that are in partnership with Jesus. And that's why his mindset is our standard. If you don't have a relationship with this Jesus, the one through whom we shine, the one through whom all these miracles can happen, you don't have a relationship with him. And you're saying, I want to have a relationship with this Jesus. I want to experience all these things that you are talking about. If that's what you're saying, I want you to raise your hand above your head so that we say a quick prayer with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. If you're raising your hand, raise it above your head so I can see you. And then we can say a prayer. I give you Jesus this morning. You don't have a relationship. God bless you. I can see you. Anyone else, you need to raise your hand above your head. I give you my Jesus this morning. Father, we thank you. For the person raising your hand, say with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I ask that you come into my life. And make, God bless you, my brother, I can see you. And make me your child. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. From today, I receive the grace to live a life that will be pleasing unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.